0: Hello everyone and welcome back to Season 2, Episode 52 of the Sports Run On Podcast. We're going to start out this podcast like we started out some of the podcasts in the past by talking about the NBA Finals between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Phoenix Suns. The Bucks surprised a lot of people last night, being able to come back and win two straight games in Milwaukee, winning Game 4, which was played last night, 109-103. Better than even the series where they're going back to Phoenix on Saturday, and even the Series 2-2 with the series going back to Phoenix. This is crazy. I think that I, a lot of people did not expect it. A lot of people were saying, oh, Phoenix and four, Phoenix and five. Like they were saying a lot of they were really touting this Phoenix team as this just really not being a series. Like they were kind of writing the Bucs off as this just not being a series just because the Bucks had a slow start and they really just did not feel like they had a lot of traction whenever they were playing in Phoenix. But now I feel like now that they're playing back at home, I feel like it's they're, they're feeling a lot more comfortable and I feel like it's really it's really starting to show how much how much more comfortable the, this team is feeling, and I, just, I I think that just makes a world of difference with with how you play with just how you feel because it's obviously that they they feel like they're playing more as a team, they're without a doubt playing better defense, giving up 118 points in the first two games, and now giving up only 103 and 100 in the second it may only be 18 and 15 points but that's a big margin i mean i mean a lot of people would say that's that's like that's the difference between winning, winning a championship or not like that is absolutely huge to be able to try to do that to be able to win a win the nba finals so for them for them doing that i think that's it's just absolutely huge for them to be able to have this kind of confidence Coming back now, even though they're going back to Phoenix, it still just looked like overall they had so much more confidence than they than they had before, which I think is just gonna be absolutely huge going forward for this team. The players that really I feel like had the best games was Chris Milton. He led the Bucks in scoring with 40 points and six rebounds with Giannis Antacumbo, who I obviously, as you know, is still not full strength. Also getting in his also having 26 and 14 rebounds, which is a great game for him with a still not 100% knee. So I think with him being able to come back and play very well as he has, this has been a huge lifter for the Milwaukee Bucks to really get be able to get themselves back into this series with them and the Suns, even with the firepower that the Suns have. Speaking of the Suns, Devin Booker was leading the Suns just like he does in a lot of these games. He led. He's led, led the Suns with 42 points. And a rebound. He had a singular rebound with DeAndre Ayton. Also, only, with DeAndre Ayton, which was a big surprise to me whenever I watched this game. But after looking at the box score, the a big thing that surprised me was DeAndre Ayton only had six points this entire game. Yeah, he had seventeen rebounds, which uh, don't get me wrong, rebounds are huge. But I mean, to be able to win these games, you have to be able to put points up on the board. Like, there's no question. Like, you got to be able to score. You got to be able to score, and you have to be able to score consistently against uh, to be able to win the NBA Finals. I was going to say against a team like the Bucks, but the Bucks are, as we're seeing. Shouldn't really be talked down on. I mean, because they're they're really pl- they're playing very well. They're playing more as a team. They're obviously, as I said before, they're playing a lot more defensively minded. So, to think that just rebounding and having efforts where DeAndre Ayton isn't putting up his 15 to 20 that he's going to need to, and thinking you can still win this game, just is not looking like at this point. It's going to be very rational for these these um the Phoenix Suns fans to think that they can just he can just put up numbers that aren't great and he can he just can't go out there and give us all every single night and expect to win this series like I think a lot of people expected at the beginning seeing the beginning of the series they expected this team they got lucky this team's just Giannis Chris Milton's okay but he's not going to be able to carry them he's not gonna be able to have those big games that they need him to have to be able to really make a statement and be able to actually pull themselves out of like just pull themselves like I, I kind of feel like they they put well they put themselves in a the hole and just what I was trying to say is to try to pull themselves out of this hole that they put into going down a two zero deficit which is a pretty especially against a good team is a crazy deficit to have your pull yourself out of it's what the. But yeah, the LA Lakers had to do in the first round against the Suns. They weren't able to do it. Like, this is 2-0. A lot of people are like, oh, it's 2-0. They, they've seen the Clippers come back, starting two different series down 4-0 and able to come back. Well, for a lot of really good teams, like going down two zero, it could literally be like a, a huge difference because it's just like you you lost, and not to mention it's a big morale kill because you come in, you especially if you're the Bucks, you're playing your first title in so many years for both these teams, and then you come in and lose by double digits both of your first two times. Like that's just an absolute like talk about just a morale kill, like what I was saying. So. It's it's great. Well, it's great for the Bucks to see that they're starting to finally get this morale back as they go back to Milwaukee. But now this is just a huge question of this Game Five because like they've shown that they can win in Milwaukee, they've not showed that they can hang with with Phoenix when they're playing in Phoenix. So that's the issue. So right now it's gonna it's looking like this Game Five is, for me. I know I said Game Four is a huge game, but now that it's two two, I think Game Five could be an even bigger game, just based off the fact that they're going to have to show that they can win this Phoenix because, as you know how these series go, they flip for the first two, like two in Phoenix, two in Milwaukee, and now because Phoenix is the higher seed, they get best out of seven. So five and seven will both be in Phoenix, which means that there is no possible way for the Bucks to go to win this series without winning at least one game on Phoenix's home court. Obviously, it'd be easier if you do game five to then be able to feel comfortable to win it on your own home court and take home the NBA title, but that's, it doesn't always work like that. And a lot of people don't expect it to work like that. There are many people that expect this game, if the Bucks to win this at all, is, is that this goes to 7. And I think that that's completely rational. I think it's rational to think that this game goes to 7, this series. I mean, the series goes to 7, the series goes to Game 7, and it's going to be decided by Game 7. I can very much, with the Bucs play the way they have, can very much see this game going to Game 7, without a doubt, to decide for the NBA Finals. Now moving on, we're moving on to the U.S. Open, which I I mentioned in yesterday's podcast. We'll be starting running from Thursday to Sunday. Some of the big names are at the top. Louis Utson, which is he is a pretty pretty known golfer. He's the he's the leader. He's six under, going shooting a sixty four in a, a par seventy course. So he'll be he'll be looking at sitting alone first at six under, going into the next round. We have now also have a two way tie for second with Jordan Spieth being five under, shooting a 65, and Brian Harmon shooting a 65 and being five under. So they're tied for second. I, I, I've thought about this for a while. Jordan Spieth, the U.S. Open makes it a lot of sense for Jordan Spieth to win because it always seems like he has that one tournament where it's like, Jordan Spieth, like like, we haven't seen a lot from him. Oh, he just went and won the Masters or like some major, as I was saying. The majors are huge because they're that big tournament that like you want to put on your resume just like people want to put like us having a Super Bowl ring or having an NBA Finals because, because everybody talks about, oh, this player, he's a great player, but he doesn't have, an, he doesn't have a, a, a championship ring. So this, these, these majors are always huge to be able to add them, especially to be able to win them consistently. It's a huge thing to be able to add to your resume if you're a golfer, especially if you're as good as Jordan Spieth or Tiger Woods or some of the other golfers out there. Some of the other names that would be known from the golfing community that are up at the top for this tournament are Webb Simpson, uh, Cole Morcawa, he's, he's pretty young, Tommy Fleetwood, another young guy, Justin Rose, Scotty Scheffler, just to name a couple that are really, Dustin Johnson, another, he's one of the top in the world, Sergio Garcia, another one top in the world. There, these are just guys that are really no- Brooks Kopecka he's been known to, with his um if you don't know he he's been going back and forth with jabs and saying things having to do with Brayson DeChambeau who's also in this tournament he's another one of the big players in this tournament so that's some of your big guys I, I, have, I have no doubt that Spieth can win this tournament I just as I said I feel like this could be the tournament that he wins every year that out that like so hey don't forget about me Jordan Speeth is still like he's still a very talented golfer And he always wins this major to remind people, hey, I'm still here type of thing. Be like, don't forget. I know I might've missed a cut here or missed a cut there, but don't forget me. Like I am absolutely without a doubt, like still here, ready to play. And now to end this podcast, moving on (coughs) to the UFC, I am going to be doing something that we don't usually do on this podcast. And as I'm going to be opening up to hear the responses from you guys, as if you didn't know Saturday, which a lot of people know at this point, Conor McGregor fighted Dustin Poyer. He ended up not losing that fight not because he got knocked out by Poyer. It's because he ended up suffering a fractured tibula, a tib fib um, fracture, a compound fracture, which, if you don't know that, is in your leg. So. I, I wanna open up because I have a Twitter. It's a official Twitter. It's at sports run on with the with the with the capital S in sports and then capital R and Run and then Capital O and N. So sports run on no spaces. And I'm opening up these Twitter because I would like you to tweet at me if you do have Twitter to be able to let me know what you think about the Conor McGregor situation because I have actually not addressed this situation on my podcast so far even though it happened last Saturday So, and I'm guessing since it's a pretty big thing that's happened you guys are going to want to know what my opinion is on this topic on like will Conor McGregor fight again like like what's what's where's the rest of Conor McGregor's gonna career gonna go and i honestly think that he's going to fight again i i know a lot of people are going to say like yeah but just like um um like like kabib kabib who is going to be fighting he's come out of retirement and he's going to be fighting so i i like, he's like i don't think i don't think what i'm trying to say is i don't think he said that i don't he doesn't think that Conor mcgregor is going to fight again because in ufc that that, that roundhouse kick is such a crucial thing going, it's just such so so crucial for them to have that um like counter like kick he used it many times in the couple first couple fights against Poyer and it's just a huge thing for him to be able to do he it was his left leg that he injured. I want to make sure I got that right. It was his left leg that had that fracture with the Tibula and fibula. So and and that's just crazy. Like that left kick is obviously a very crucial part for anybody who's in UFC so it's, I, I still think I, think I think he's going to come back and fight. Do I think that he's going to be able to I – do, do I think I, – my opinion is I think he's going to come back and try to force himself back into fighting. I, I think that he's going to force himself back into fighting just to realize that he's never going to get back to that point that he was before. And that's going to be at the point that he's going to realize that he's not going to hurt his overall record. And that's going to be the reason he ends up ultimately retiring because of this injury. But do I think, like Kabib said, that he's not going to come back at all? Do I think that th- that fight against Dustin Poirier was his last fight of his career? No, that, I don't think at all that this was the last fight of his career. I think that he's going to come back. He had a successful surgery the next night. Like, I think he's going to rehab, and I think he's going to come back. Yes, this was an absolutely gruesome injury. Like, this is hard to watch because of such a talented fighter. But do I also think that he's a fighter in the fact that he's not the kind of person that's going to give up. This easily and give up his fighting career this easily. Whenever he may have a chance, even if he's not at his best, to come back and continue fighting. With that said, I, that's my opinion. I think McGregor will come back fighting, but I'd like to also know your guys' opinion. As I said before, my Twitter. You can tweet at me at Sports Run on on Twitter with the uh, capital S in sports and then capital R and Run and then capital O and N. So Sports Run on. No space. Is just sports. The sports run on no spaces, so and I would just like to know, you guys, if you have an opinion on this on this UFC. Like, if you think that Con- if you watch the fight, what you think of the injury, how how severe you think it is. Like, do you think that he'll be able to get back even close to where he used to be whenever he had a good leg? Do you think that he's done? Do you agree? Do you agree with the other with some of the other UFC um, fighters that say Conor McGregor is done because that's going to take such a crucial part. That leg kick's going to take such a crucial part out of his game or out of his fighting his fighting regimen that he can throw at other at the people he's fighting that he's done because he's going to be too predictable without the ability to like to be able to roundhouse kick like he used to or do you like me think that he's going to be able to come back and be able to some and be able to be able, be able to at least get back to somewhere close to where he was in like the hierarchy of UFC fighting before this injury happened and before this fight with Dustin Poirier With that said, this wraps up Season 2, Episode 52 of the Sports Run On Podcast. And make sure, if you have an opinion on UFC or really any other things that I've mentioned on this podcast, make sure to tweet at me, at Sports Run On, S-P-O-R-T-S-R-U-N-O-N, with the S, the R, and the O capitalized. With that said, thank you for listening.